since I started at the credit union have just gone by Jennifer. So if someone calls me Jen now, I'm like, why are you call me Jen? <laughs> <laughs> and my mom and family calls me Jenny. Yeah, so that's exactly there works. are a few members yeah. who take some oh, take pride. They in take that. pride in the fact of yelling, "Where's Jenny?" <laughs> <laughs> Well, hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Credit Union's Coffee and Conversation. This is Patty Corkery. Thanks so much for joining us. Uh, a special episode today in that I have two guests. So I am thrilled to have had a chance to sit down and talk to not only the CEO, but also the COO of Limestone Federal Credit Union. So uh, Jennifer Watson and Alyssa Swanson were both on the pod, and we had a great conversation in our office in Lansing. So uh, you'll get to hear from a CEO, Jennifer, who's been in the industry since just after high school, and a COO, Alyssa Swanson, who is um, a younger COO and has uh, developed her career through the credit union industry as well. So really fun to sit down and talk to both of them, but uh, and also really exciting to hear all of the amazing things that Limestone Federal Credit Union is doing. So if you're not familiar with Limestone, they're located in Manistique up in the UP, the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. They are just shy of 60 million in assets. They have over 4,000 members and currently they have two branches. So, uh, and, and they shed some light on a new micro branch that's going to be opening soon. So uh, a really good discussion, lots of great insight from both of these amazing women leaders here in our state. So enjoy the conversation with Jennifer and Alyssa. Um, all right. Well, uh, I won't say Jen or Jenny. I will say Jennifer and Alyssa. Thank you so much for being here on the podcast. It's great to have you both here. And it's it's fun to do a three-person um, pod. We've only done that a few times, but I think it's a, it was a great idea, Jennifer. Thanks for suggesting it and um, bringing Alyssa in. I think it's always fun to get the perspective of, you know, the seat. EO and the COO now at Limestone, which is exciting. And we'll dig into all of that. But first, I'm going to throw it to Jennifer and ask for you to tell tell us your story. Sure. So um, I took a gap year following high school before gap a gap year was cool. Right? <laughs> you made it cool. Yeah, yeah. I, it was before it was cool. <laughs> um, did a little bit of traveling and then answered an ad, quite honestly, in the local newspaper. Um, kind of a funny story, actually. I had interviewed at a grocery store the same week I interviewed at Chippewa County Credit Union. And the credit union paid less than the grocery store. But I thought my friends would think it was so cool that I was working at a credit union. So I accepted the job. Um, And over the next, well, now just about 30 years, I've really been fortunate to be offered so many opportunities to continue my education specific to credit unions and then work in some with some really great people in some really great organizations. So I've been at Limestone about 20 years now. Um, prior to that, I worked with Connie at Chippewa yeah. and worked at Federal Employees Credit Union as well. So wow. That's yeah. so cool. So 30 years total. Well, started in 91, so yeah. 32, just yeah. a little over 30, yeah. I think we might be almost exactly the same age. Yeah. When did you graduate high school? Uh, 1990. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know. I, we probably have had this conversation, but I'm getting so old, probably. I forgot. Uh, me too. Yeah. I remember when I was the youngest one in the industry, and oh, now yeah. I'm the yeah. one, you know. 
but you still some gray look hair. Young, so that's good. We're aging really well, if I say yeah, so. I'll agree. Very with you. much so. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Alyssa, who did not graduate in 1990, sure, but nonetheless, she's her story is way more interesting than mine. So, All right, let's well, see let's, if I can get it right. Let's hear it. Tell us your story over there, Alyssa. All right, so I um, always had an interest in the finance and in financial industry. Um, at the time, I was dating um, my boyfriend, and he has oh, strong it is ties. Interesting already. Okay. Yeah, he has strong ties to Limestone. His great grandfather was one of the founders oh. of the credit union. He worked for Inland Lime and Stone at the time. Um, through that, um, my then father-in-law was um, appointed to the board of directors, and then um, John, of course, had his account opening, all of that. So he said that I should apply to the credit union, Okay. and at the time, I was um, going for business. I was attending a community college in Escanaba, um, so I thought, why not, right? Sure. So I was then um, hired as a part-time teller. I worked Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and at that time we were open in drive-thru on Sundays. Wow. So I would work that four-day stretch. I then transferred to Northern Michigan University for um, my bachelor's in finance. So I, again, would come home every single weekend from Marquette and work Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, And then I, during that time, Jennifer and I had some initial conversations saying that I wanted a little bit more right after I graduated with my bachelor's degree. Um, So we then formed an executive assistant position where I literally worked in Jennifer's office for six to nine months at the time. <laughs> Through wow. everything. You guys got Through to really know each everything. other. Yeah. Um, but that really gave me the opportunity to see the operations from her standpoint, sure. interacting with members, those phone conversations, um, the lending side as well. Um, and then from that position, I worked with accounting, HR. And then in 2019, we found the need um, to develop the we identified early on that there was a need for a second management position. We didn't know at the time whether it would be CFO or COO. Okay. But through my experience on the front line, I really found that I liked interacting with the membership, um, and I thought it was important. So at the time, we decided a COO position, so overseeing okay. the front line, operational deposits, accounting, HR, things like that. Right. So um, I was appointed my current position in 2019 and have been there ever since. Wow. So when did you start? When was um, 2013. Okay. So I just celebrated my 10-year anniversary in April. Nice. Well, yeah. congratulations. That's Thank a really you. cool story. So did you marry the boyfriend? Is that I right? Did. Okay. Yes. I, I yes. connected that right. Thank you. you. Yes. Um, yes. Okay. Currently married and two daughters. <laughs> two yes. daughters. Yes. Yay. How old are your girls? Um, three years and then five months. Oh, gosh. Wow. Yeah, fresh. All right. <laughs> Is this your first time away from the five-month-old, or not um, really? I've been away a couple okay. times now. You're yeah. my kind of mom. Nice. Some of these people, <laughs> strong family, like, wait a year. So, yes. yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. what? <laughs> anyway, well, good. Oh, that's so fun. Yeah. That's so fun. So, have you both always lived in the UP? Sounds like yes, yeah. born okay. and raised. So I yeah. was actually born in Lapeer, but okay. my parents moved to the UP when I was about 10. So yeah. grew up in the Rudyard Kinross area. All right, nice. So, yeah. so what's happening? What's Shaken over at Limestone, what are you guys, what's kind of the, the hot thing that you're up to or that's keeping you busy or, you know, what, what, what can you shed some light on that's happening for you guys? 
Lots of exciting okay. things going on yes. at Limestone. Um, so last year we were granted a field of membership expansion through NCUA. So we now serve the entire UP. Ooh. So that was really important. Our previous field of membership was five counties, about just shy of 80,000 people. And today we can serve up to 300,000, or the potential membership is 300,000. So, you know, big expansion for us. Yeah. Um, we're just shy of 60 million in assets. So we're really excited to be able to grow through that field of membership expansion. For sure. So are you thinking, I know you have two branches, right? So what main branch, One. and then we have a micro branch right. in the oh. grocery store. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Now, what store is that? It's the Jack's Fresh Market okay. store. Beautiful How's, grocery store right yeah. on US 2. How's that going? How's the micro branch going? Really well. So it's really a model for us. Yeah. Um, we knew that as we started to deploy branches, we probably couldn't afford at our current size to deploy full brick and mortar. Right. So these micro branches are really a great way for us to be able to stand up a branch in an area at a lower cost of entry. Sure. So, Sure. So our first one, our second one, actually, mm -hmm. but the reason that we started this initial um, micro-branch concept was to look at colleges and universities. Nice. So we are opening mid-June on the campus of Lake Superior State University oh, wow. in Sault Ste. Marie. So. Oh my gosh, that's really exciting. Super exciting. So where will it be, like in what building? Or so where? it's in the Sisler Center Okay. Um, on the sec first floor. Mm -hmm. So um, there's a cafe oh, and student center down there. So really a great spot where we'll have exposure to students. And also, you know, it's more than a branch. So um, Lake State was really looking for that ability for their students to intern with us. Okay. Also, you know, we've got some experience in the entrepreneurial space with the Grind Coffee yes, House. Yes, I want to get to that. Yep. Um, so it's sold. We sold yeah. it in yeah. June, or, sorry, January of 22. 22 correct. Um, but they're really interested in that part as well because we can really foster that with those university students. Right. So super excited to get open on campus and start some of those things. That's really exciting. So I don't know if this will be different than the one that's in the market right now. But how, so how many people, because I know when you say micro branch, I think some of our listeners are going to be curious, okay, do they have ATMs, ITMs, how many people, how do you staff them? Um, you know, is it full service? Can you dig into that a little bit? Yeah, we can actually. Sure. So um, currently we just hired a branch manager. Um, so we'll have a branch manager to oversee operations there. We'll also um, hire in college interns from the university. Okay. So that, that'll staff it. And then um, we have the full functioning ITM okay, perfect. to serve as that um, cash piece. So our current branch, we have no cash, so there's no teller line in these branches. It um, The members get cash from the, the ITM. Perfect. We also um, service the digital service aspect, so assisting with mobile app, RDC, which is the remote deposit capture, um, card controls right from your mobile app. So really focusing on that self-service model nice. in these branches. Oh, that's so exciting. Yeah. We well, also do instant issue cards there, so okay. that really helps if At you don't have a card. Yes. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. So in the Sioux or at LSSU, it'll be um, probably closer to September of Octo or mm -hmm. October before we have those instant issue. But that really helps to encourage people to use the machine if you can print a yeah. card on site. Correct. Absolutely. Especially all the college kids losing their cards yes. or who knows what, you know, that's going to be in handy and very convenient right. for them. That's really exciting. Um, okay, so we touched on, you mentioned the word grind, and I know some yeah. people are listening going, what's happening? Yeah. So I think uh, 
when I visited your branch soon after I started working at the league, mm-hmm. um, the grind was, you know, obviously up and running yeah. and I visited it and it's still actually one of my favorite sweatshirts. I will say oh, nice. I bought a gray hoodie and awesome. I wear it all the time. <laughs> um, so I'm not sure who wants to take that on, but, you know, explain to those who aren't familiar with the grind, what that whole concept is and, and how it was run, because it's such a unique um I haven't heard of anything really similar um, to that concept in Michigan anyway. And I might, sorry if I'm forgetting or not acknowledging somebody that does something similar, but I think it was really novel. So who's going to take that one? Yeah. So we'll just kind of both take it. Yeah. But um, so it really was, it came, we used to, we still do, we do a lot of roundtables where we meet with our staff and talk about like what things would impact the community and where, where can we make a difference and what resources do we have? So at the time, 2015, we had a dilapidated old building. And when I say dilapidated, I mean, we had a quote to tear it down. Oh, wow. (laughs) And you guys Um, own this building. Okay. Yes. What was it? It was on Credit Union property. It it, it just was an older building oh, that yes. you know it needed some mm-hmm. it needed some work and it had yeah. been vacant for quite a few mm-hmm. years sure. when we owned it. Um, and so we had had a student branch in the high school, but it, we just we weren't successful with it. Okay. it. It was hard for us to connect with students. We we didn't feel like they were interested in that type of banking. So we would pass them going into the school as they were crossing to go to our main branch. Right. So you know we tried that for six or eight years, and and quite honestly, I don't know if it was the location of our main branch or if it just for us it wasn't a great venture. So um, the idea of working with students on on educational ventures or educational opportunities that they're interested in really was formed through a group of our then staff members just talking about how could we connect with high school students in a way that was relevant and would get their buy-in and excitement. So the idea of creating a student small business. Yes. Um, was born one afternoon, mm-hmm. ended the meeting about 5 p.m., and um, so we applied for a grant from the Michigan Credit Union Foundation Yeah, and submitted it at 8.30 p.m. that night. <laughs> I stayed <laughs> after the meeting to write the grant. Yes. Um, and then, you know, over the course – so that – back up a little bit. I apologize. We were awarded a $20,000 grant, one of the biggest grants at that time. Right. So um, it took us a year or so, maybe two, to really form the business plan to work with students. Um, We spent many days, hours at the school um, in practical math, um, marketing, with, yeah. cost of um, cost of funds, how yeah. to make a cup of coffee and what that cost analysis yeah. is. Super interesting to see and hear the students' input. Yeah. <laughs> so who came up with the coffee idea? Was that something that, like, did you know for sure that you wanted to make it a business? And, yeah. Okay. So Mina Seek at that time did not have a standalone coffee okay. shop. So we knew we had a 50-50 chance right. if it would survive yes. or not. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, Overall, okay. The students came up with the idea, but you know, when we wrote the plan, we had the idea that that was an up possible business that could be Mm -hmm. successful. But um, it was really exciting to go through the process with them because they really vetted all of the different things that could be done. So I remember one day we were with a group of students and they started talking about um, selling um, like donuts or rolls Mm -hmm. or uh, bagels. Bagels. Yeah. And so we started talking about what that looks like and you have to get up at 4 a.m., 
to make oh, the rolls. Yeah, if you're making that them. quickly yeah. got cut from the menu, right? No <laughs> one wants yes. to get up no, at right. 4 a.m. No. So it was really that type of interaction that that really brought the the coffee house to life because they were excited about it. They voted on the name. They created the menu. They um, over the course of it being open, they participated in the board. So there's a nonprofit that we started a nonprofit, and students would um, hold. Um, volunteer positions on the board. They helped with financials, marketing. So really just a a great way to get them involved. And, you know, they did such a great job that the business outgrew the model. (laughs) So we wrote the original nonprofit projecting $50,000 a year in gross sales. Mm -hmm. And the year that we listed it for sale, we ended up just shy of $160,000. That's so amazing. So what was the decision to sell? So it really needed an owner operator. Okay. So it, it students would come for that class period, sure. but they would need to leave before the next group of students came over. Okay. So there's oh. there was this period between each hour where we really needed someone to be able to serve coffee, sure. right? Mm-hmm. Because it was that busy. So um, really looking at the community and the potential there was, we decided to list it for sale. Yeah. And, you know, we're super excited to get an offer right off the bat, um, and it sold to a manager alumni who is expanding that business and it's even more successful today so we're really proud of that that's well yeah as you should be that's awesome that's really cool. So I wonder if they're going to have like another location or something like that. I mean, it's such a great name. I know. Is, you know? Yes. It is, it is a it? great name and it's it's really serves the community well. Very they have much. a great product. Mm-hmm. Um, I know she bought a second or they bought a second espresso machine so they yeah. are able to serve more customers. Yeah, and yeah. So it's really been great for us to watch it grow as well. Nice. Um, so super exciting. Yeah. Really that's such a great that. story. And, you know, just as I listen to both of you say all of the cool things that you're working on, it just, it makes me so happy because your credit union is smaller. Yes. Because I think, you know, and I hear from some smaller credit union CEOs who um, talk about some their limitations, yes. you know, which I, yes. I appreciate that there are. Mm-hmm. But um, to hear all of the things that you all are able to do. Um, with your asset size, um, to me is just, you know, the poster child for what a smaller credit union can do, you know? Yeah, for sure. And, you know, and I don't know, Jennifer, if you've met like Linda Bodie from, yes. yes. Okay. I know. I think of you, I I see the comparisons. So Element Credit Union in West Virginia, I tried to get her to our executive summit and she had a conflict. I know. But anyway, I, they're smaller than you, um, and you know they. I think she says they were the first to do remote deposit. They cash. were sure. in the country. In, in the country, yes. Oh so, goodness. and that I just love, mm-hmm. and um, all of the cool things you know that she's doing. I don't know if you have a limestone tattoo like she does for Element. That is <laughs> commitment. But um, it's it's such a cool it's a cool example to credit unions that. Um, you know, are, are smaller and what is their niche going to be? What are they going to do in the community? And, and it's also, um, such a story of how important our smaller credit unions are to their communities, you know, um, and have a place. And so I just love everything about it. So, okay. So you have the grind, you've got another micro branch starting. Um, so Jennifer, just, you know, to kind of touch on, you know, starting it in the credit union space and moving all the way through, 
you know, how do you, you know, how do you decide what to do next? You know, how do you dig into strategy, make time for that? Because you wear a lot of hats, as we all know, especially at a smaller credit union. You know, how do you develop these ideas and, and really stay, you know, leaning towards the cutting edge on some of this stuff? What do you, how do you do it? I think we're really fortunate to have a really great team. Yeah. So I tend to be very visionary, yeah. 100 miles an hour, <laughs> big thinker. Right. Um, and our team is really great at execution, right? Yeah. So um, they they understand what it takes to bring those projects to reality. And I've just been fortunate over the years to really work with some really great board members, yeah. volunteers, our our. Our employees are, I would say, you know, best in the industry. They really um, work hard to keep us moving forward. Just, you know, understanding that if we don't keep up at least, right, someone else will serve our members. So that keeping up is challenging enough, but then really looking at, you know, what's our our legacy and what's our impact and, and how... You know, how do people view limestone today, tomorrow, and then 100 years yeah, from now? for sure. And it's really important. These things matter. You know, we hear a lot of stories from students, lots of testimonials about how, you know, their time at the grind or their time as an intern really changed the course of their, their lives. Sure, and sure. Always for the good that I've yes. heard so far. So, yeah, yeah. So, you know, the work that we do is really important, and I think that is what really drives our team as well. Yeah. So, Alyssa, what about you? I mean, did you envision yourself being a COO at your age? And how Honestly, did- no. Um, so I always knew I wanted to be in the financial industry, but yeah. I didn't know where or how. Right. Um, honestly, probably more on the CFO because I really like accounting. Uh-huh. Um, but under Jennifer's leadership, um, she was a great mentor throughout this entire past 10 years. Um, and she kind of provided me great opportunities. I'll never forget um, my first crash experience with uh-huh. the CFO council. Yeah. And she's like, you have to do this. I never um, flew alone before. Um, I was chosen out of how many applicants. It was in um, New Orleans, Louisiana, um, back in 2015. And um, I was chosen to go. And Jennifer's like, yes, you have to do this. So I think that kind of sparked my real interest in the credit union industry. And I am honestly very grateful for that. Yeah. And I love to hear all the different areas you worked at the credit Mm -hmm. union, too. I think Sometimes in a smaller credit union, that's not an option, right? You just, you go, you flow through everything. But I think even at a larger credit union or for anybody, you know, to, to see what it's like to be a teller, to see what Mm -hmm. it's like to work in HR, to see what it's like to work in accounting, it just makes, to me, you a better leader for sure. Absolutely. So that's a cool experience. So for the council, was that separate than CUNA Management School? Because you did that too, right? Yeah. So it was with the crash program. Okay. So it was led by James Marshall okay. um, through Filene. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I was actually chosen, surprisingly, um, <laughs> because surprising. typically <laughs> these individuals are accounting, um, executive accounting, you yeah. know, things like that. But I'll never forget at the conference, we were sitting at dinner. There was probably, I want to say, 15 crashers throughout the program. And um, someone said, who's a teller they must have been reading through the roster and I'm like 
I'm the teller, <laughs> you know, because they're all like accounting staff, staff sure. accountants, things like that. So it was a really great opportunity for um, me at that level to attend that conference. So yeah, for sure. Provided great insight um, on the industry. And she was just, I think you were taking your final exams yes. when we sent that to her. Correct. We said, you have to, of college. You have to apply oh, to this. Wow. Yeah. So, wow. you know, it was a really great opportunity mm-hmm. for her. If I recall correctly, you weren't even old enough to rent a car. No. Oh, <laughs> so we were worried her the flight logistics. was canceled or yes. something. Well, and I said, I well, just rent a car. She wasn't even old enough no. to rent a car. <laughs> Under 25. Yeah, the things <laughs> you think about, yes. you yeah. know, that you don't think about. But, Correct. you know, most of that has been driven by a Alyssa's desire to succeed, right? There's room in this industry for anyone who wants to work hard and Mm -hmm. learn and really impact. And, And she really found that conference was... To me, I think it was really eye-opening as to what the world of credit unions looks like. Right, for sure. And I think, too, you know, to your credit, Jennifer, I mean, as you comment, you know, on your your team being, you know, allowing you or, or executing on your vision, you know, it's providing them those opportunities that makes them able to do that. Getting them out into the industry and networking with people from around the country. I don't know if that was your experience, Alyssa, but it's so cool. I mean, no matter who you are, I'm sure it's Jennifer's experience too, to just hear what other people are doing outside of our our bubble here. It really is. And for us, we're even, so we're so rural that, you know, if you don't get out, Mm -hmm. you really can be pretty sheltered. So, you know, we've been fortunate to be able to encourage our staff to participate. We've, we have had staff all over the United States and crash programs. I think I was like five different states, Austin, Texas, San Diego, California, Orlando, Florida, literally all in one year. So the opportunities are out there. And when speaking with other young professionals, that's what I say is if you want it, you have to ask for it and work hard for it. Yeah. Um, Ask questions if you don't know, um, but just really work hard for it. There's plenty of opportunities for So, yeah. No, thanks for adding that Mm because I think that's so important for people to hear is sometimes people just don't think that, you know, like you said, you know, here you were amongst Mm -hmm. a bunch of accounting or finance people as a quote-unquote teller, you know, um, so you might not have thought that that was a a, a place for you and you probably like blew them away with (laughs) how you did during that. They're like, oh my God, there's a teller. Right, exactly. (laughs) Anyway. but so, Jennifer, I guess my question then is because a lot of times, you know, what we hear from from credit unions around your asset size is they don't have the money to send people and they don't they can't spare losing the people while they're attending the events, especially some, you know, listen to you saying, you know, four or five things in a year. Mm-hmm. So how do you combat both of those things, affording it? and sparing the, the, the folks, you know, the boots on the ground? Yeah. So that. You know, we recognized early on that that professional development for our entire team is really important, and it's a it's a line item in the budget that we try hard not to cut. You right. know, we we make it a priority, um, and you know, every year there have been years where we just couldn't support sure. what we originally felt we needed. Mm-hmm. And we try to work with our staff, apply for scholarships. Yes. We apply for a lot of scholarships. The crash program mm-hmm. really is a great way for um, young professionals to attend at a lower cost. And then the idea of, of sparing the staff, I I mean, our team is fantastic. Yeah. If someone says, I have an opportunity, they will all circle yes. around to fill the gaps and really to help make sure that everyone gets that opportunity. I mean, we have a group of 
five mm-hmm. going to ACE. Nice. I mean, we only have 19 people, so we're taking a good group to ACE. Yeah, right. And you won't see anyone, at least that I will see, anyone complaining about mm-hmm. the fact that they're short-staffed that week. They will they will come together and they will work hard to serve the members so that you know, we have that opportunity. Yeah. So, that's such a great culture. It really is. Very much. So. Yeah, and it, that's why I really really enjoy working for Limestone and under, like I said, Jennifer's leadership. Yeah, cuz it's rare what you're experiencing it's really cool. So um, I had a question that was a follow up and I lost my Oh, so let's talk about you mentioned Jennifer that you know, obviously guys are in a more rural area. How's it going up there with your membership with the higher rates, the inflation, just the cost, you know, at the grocery store? You know, what are you seeing in terms of your membership and the ability just to get by day to day? Right. So, you know, I always say, as youpers, we're kind of accustomed to a harder lifestyle, right? We get more snow, we have more um, seasonal employment, prices, costs as a whole are higher in yeah. the UP. Um, we have to drive an hour and 10 minutes to a mire. Um, so we really depend on our local small businesses. Um, so I think we are, our members are starting to feel some of that as interest rates are, you know, that's a big factor in purchasing homes, cars. Um, but so far we aren't seeing any increased losses. You know, we do have plans this year to certify about 70% of our staff as financial counselors. So just being able to be there in, if, and when the member is, has a need, um, we're hoping that rates level out yeah. <laughs> soon. Right. Um, the We also have a very limited supply when it comes to housing. So we aren't seeing a decline in, in home prices because the demand is still yeah. there. So. Okay. Well, that's good. That's good. And from people that I'm talking to in terms of delinquency, they're still not seeing, you know, pre-pandemic delinquency, but they no. do see it rising. There is. You know, for sure. Mm-hmm. So that's We're your We're pretty experience. fortunate. Yeah. We have a strong relationship with our members. Yeah. Um, and, and we'll work, as I'm sure all credit unions do, but we'll work really hard to work with the member um, to understand where we can help and, and where we can help to offset some of those, you know, that. Yeah. So we talked a little bit about Alyssa's development and what she's been doing. Um, Jennifer, how do you get out there and kind of network with folks at the national level or even within our state? You know, what what's kind of a must do for you or a conference you like to attend every year? Yeah, I think in the last five years, I've had a slate of conferences. Yes, so, I know. There's one every uh, week. There, I'm, I'm gone most of, uh, at least once a week through May and the first two weeks in June. Yeah. So, you know, we try to get out to GAC every year. Right. Um, we try to make a point to attend the ACE. Um, we have, so we're a CU Answers Credit yeah. Union, so we'll be down in Grand Rapids for leadership, for um, compliance. And then this year we're going out to the um, CUNAS Midwest Conference, okay, Small good. Asset yeah. Midwest Conference. So me and a director, or a director and I are attending that. We're really excited for that. Yeah, me so. too. I'll see you down there. Yeah. I uh, I was glad. I know when they put one on in the West, I'm like, okay, let's get one out the, in these yeah. parts. I don't know if yeah. there's been one in your memory, has I there? I don't think okay, so. Okay, good. Yeah. Well, I know that the um, Indiana League was really pushing for Indianapolis, and there was some options here in Michigan. But at the end of the day, I'm like, you know, I'm sure, you know, it's 
Yeah. You know, whatever. I we mean, had to be flexible. than San so. Diego. Yeah, <laughs> true. I know. Right. Not quite as warm or yeah. beautiful, but <laughs> it's cheaper. It depends. Um, um, but yeah, oh, good. I'm glad you're able to make it. I think we've got a pretty good following coming from Michigan, so it should be good. And again, another opportunity to network and connect with people outside yeah. of Michigan and, and continue, you know, starting those relationships. So, Lisa, how about for you as far as in your bubble of people, do you think you have outside of limestone some peers that you kind of connect with, or how do you stay absolutely connected and developing yeah, your great professional? Question. Um, so I am a 2019 graduate of CUNY Management School. Okay, that provided me a ton of peer relations. Yes, um, I still have um, one of my greater friends in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Nice. Um, there's another one in New York. Um, so we talk on a daily basis, um, or if we ever need, you know, hey, I'm working through this ITM process, do you have experience in this yeah. area? Um, overdraft protection, I was reaching out to all my colleagues on that. Yep. Um, just different things like that. So that CUNY Management School was really a great opportunity to create those relationships. That's awesome. And that's good to keep in touch. Absolutely. And if you ever visit them in Florida, yes. not too shabby either. <laughs> um, all right. Well, anything that we haven't touched on that that's happening for top of mind for either one of you that you'd say, I can't believe we didn't talk about this. Anything come to mind? Oh, goodness. I don't, I don't think no. so. No. There's a lot no. going on. It's going to be in the industry as yeah. a whole, oh, I think. Oh, certainly. Yeah. I know. Um, so, Alyssa, I think you kind of touched on this for, for young professionals, but as I mentioned at the start, we have a lot of YPs that listen. Jennifer, any, you know, as you've kind of come up through the industry starting right after high school... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, what advice do you have to people that are just getting started in their career and, and developing? Yeah, first, don't take a gap year. Don't <laughs> <laughs> do it oh, right no. away. No. Um, I would say, you know, this industry has so much to offer. And if you really work hard to drive your own professional development, um, you will find just a network of credit union professionals, both young professionals and those of us with maybe a little gray hair, (laughs) more than willing to support that growth and development. And I think for Limestone, you know, we've been really fortunate to build a team that is largely young professionals and they're really driven. And I think so many times millennials, they just catch a bad rap, right? But it is amazing the, what they can accomplish. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're really excited. At least our group is excited to work at Limestone. And we really just want to encourage that. And we're fortunate, I think, at this stage in my life, I'm fortunate enough to have been more able to work in a credit union where I could create that. Sure. You know, that I have the ability to impact others and to help create an, a work environment that people want to come to work. Yeah, so. absolutely. Anything to add to that, Alyssa? Is that kind of... Yeah, ditto. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. No, I'm, I'm just um, anxious to see where we are in 5, 10, 15 years yeah. from now, um, kind of going on and, and carrying that legacy of, of that professional development. Yeah, for sure, especially now that you have the whole UP and yeah. lots of opportunity. That's awesome. All right, so now we're going to get to our five questions that we talked about. I know. <laughs> we'll uh, start with you, Alyssa, for the um, what's on your nightstand at home. 
Like I said, I think it's mommy 101 at this point um, in my life. Pacifiers, um, <laughs> et cetera. Maybe a leftover bottle. Yeah. Um, no, so some mommy books. Um, and then I just started a book called Lean In. Okay, yeah. Um, I attended a, a webinar that you actually sat on um, the women's conference there, Okay, yeah. And it was suggested. So if that's one takeaway, I try to take one thing away from whether it be a webinar or a podcast um, and I ordered that book, Lean In. So yeah. I'm excited to um, start reading that one next. Okay, good. Yeah. All right, Jennifer. So I said I've been cleaning my nightstand all week, so I didn't have to admit what was on it. So it is clean now. It uh-huh. has one book on it. Okay. Um, and it's good to great. And I, I've been reading that great. off and on for a few years. So. so is that like a leadership book? or Okay. Mm. Nice. Good to great. What else? You have to have something other than one book. Probably a half-empty bottle of water. Yeah. <laughs> Good to great. Nice. All right. Um, what, Jennifer, is something that people get wrong about you? You know, I thought about this question quite a bit, and I don't know that I have a great answer. Um, sometimes when I'm really busy, I tend to be very focused Uh and that can maybe not display as well as I would like it to. Uh Um, so sometimes I have to be reminded to relax and smile. (laughs) To be nice. Smile with your eyes. Yeah, smile with your your eyes, right? Yeah, there's a, there's a better saying with that. We'll share that later. That's funny. Alyssa, what is something people get wrong about you? Um, Maybe my shyness. So once I, I'm really trying to be more outgoing. Uh Um, If there, maybe you'll get to this question, but one thing that um, you would change or tell yourself in high school is for me to take the public speaking class. Okay. Um, The more I do it, the more I'm becoming more comfortable. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I think it's maybe more my introverted. Nest. So is it so you, they think you're introverted and you're not, um, or you they they do think that and they're right. <laughs> yes, I think they think that and they're right probably. But I'm trying really hard to become more extroverted. Yeah, maybe. it's yeah. hard, you mm-hmm. know. But I talk to a lot of CEOs that describe themselves as introverted. Okay, yeah. you know, I, I interviewed April Klobuchar at MSU FCU, sure. and yeah. she was very very vocal about being an introvert and yeah. it not being Nothing easy wrong for her. with it. Yeah. I mean, I recharge by silence. Yeah, I know. <laughs> well, I think, and I was thinking about this for myself too. I think I'm an extrovert, but if I have like three days in a row or two days in a row, of, I want to be alone mm-hmm. and just like be in quiet. So mm-hmm. it doesn't make me uncomfortable to do it, but I can definitely tell when I've been doing yes. it a while. I'm just like, <laughs> I want to be alone. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's fun. Well, I mean, so you're among good company for a lot of leaders that do describe them as selves as introverts. So, um, but it's, I think public speaking and stuff too, just in doing a podcast, yes. you know, you yes, get yourself out there. Thank you. All right. So, um, Jennifer, if you could have coffee with anyone, who would it be and why? Oh, so I have a good one. Okay. Um, I, I mean, there's so many people, yeah. right? I would love to have coffee with many people. Yeah. But um, I really thought about who really impacted my credit union career yeah. the most. And so I went, I'm a 96 graduate of CUNA Management School, okay. which is a long time before Alyssa. That's <laughs> okay. Um, and one of my classmates was Glenn Strebe, okay. um, Air Academy Federal Credit Union okay. out of Colorado. So hope I didn't get the name wrong. Anyway, we had a very late night conversation in what was the K Club at that point. Okay. And I remember he was from a much larger credit union. And he said, um, I treat my staff 
and my team with respect and try to provide them with all of the necessary tools so they can serve the members. Right. He said, I rarely see a member. And I thought, well, it just, for me, that was kind of genius. Yeah. You know, I was in a small credit union. I didn't know anyone who really didn't serve members at that time. Right. We all did in a small credit union. Um, and I really just kind of took that away. And when I had the opportunity to become the CEO and to create an environment, I just always thought about, you know, what I can do is really treat my team the very best so that they provide the best service to the members. So. Yeah. Nice. nice. So I'd love to catch up with Glenn and have coffee. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you know, one. maybe he'll listen, send him this interview yes. and say, hey, you might hear your name yeah. in here. I <laughs> looked him up on LinkedIn this morning. So we'll see. And is mm-hmm. he still there? Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Nice. All right, Alyssa, who would you like to have coffee with? I'm on the flip side. Okay. The very first person that I thought was Reese Witherspoon. I love her um, in movies, things like that. So maybe, maybe one day. Well, and she has got (laughs) it going on with all of her Mm -hmm. endeavors. I mean, she's got the book club and Mm -hmm. I mean, and I just love how she finds, you know, women authors and makes a movie. I think I saw um, Jennifer Garner was, you know, quoted as saying that. Reese wanted to develop a, a movie for a 50-year-old woman that mm-hmm. could be shot in L.A., and she took that book that's out now. What is it? The Out know. now it's um, – oh, people are listening, saying it out loud. But it's – it's I think it's on Apple TV or something right now, but well, it's what, starring Jennifer Garner, yeah. and it's sure, uh, based yeah. on a book that was part of Reese's book club. And she's nice. just, like, creating these roles for women. And Yeah, yeah that would be – if you find her and get her for coffee, <laughs> please call me because yeah. I'd like <laughs> – We'll do. I still want. I'm That'll be Glenn, the new project. Come on, yeah. Glenn or Reese. I mean, goals. <laughs> yeah, goals for sure. Um, all right, Alyssa, tell us about a bucket list travel destination for you. Oh my goodness, anywhere warm. I think <laughs> I know, we're especially kind of dreading on winter here. Yeah, but um, anywhere like Fiji or any of those yeah. tropics down Golly. south. Yeah, yeah, somewhere really warm. That sounds Maybe nice. One day. I think we're all itching for that yes, too. I agree. You're gonna have two kiddos in the water when you go, <laughs> unless you can escape. <laughs> That's what I said. You have to go somewhere this year. I know year. exactly. Yeah. What about you, Jennifer? What's on your list that you that you just dream about going um, to? So just recently, Spain. So okay, Portugal, nice. Spain, yeah. the Mediterranean. Uh, so I would love to do that. That'll be but. nice. That'll you'll, you'll make it happen. All right. So. You had an exciting trip. Just recently, Egypt. Egypt. Yeah, yeah, that was really cool. Yeah. It was quite an adventure. That's yeah, a bucket that, list. it was definitely on my bucket yeah, list. So certainly. I'm trying to tick those off while I can still walk around. Yeah. <laughs> some people wait to retire, and right. it's like some of these places that are not easy to get around. Right. You know, especially yeah. in Europe, some of those cities and stuff are. It's a lot of walking for sure. Yeah. Anyway, good. I'm. Uh, I can't wait to see your pictures over there. Um, all right. So Jennifer, what is one trait or quality that you think every leader should strive for? Yeah, I think they should understand their responsibility to the culture and the team Um, because, well, I may not be the one driving it every day. Um, I do think it's important to take that and provide a culture or at least contribute to a culture where people feel comfortable, they want to come to work, and that they have opportunity for growth and development within the industry. I hate to see people leave without seeing their full potential yeah. or realizing their full potential. So oh, Such great advice. Mm-hmm. What about you, Alyssa? What would you give? Um, what trait or quality do you think that every leader should have? 
I think just be open-minded and to Jennifer's point, just really encourage that culture of growth, development, um, being like a team leader, like lead by example, Right. Um, I think is really important. Yeah, nice, nice. All right. Well, I think this was a great sit down and conversation. Thanks again for joining us. us. Yeah. Excited to have you here in Lansing. And um, Jennifer, I continue to watch and see what Limestone is up to. All very exciting things. And Alyssa, as you're developing further in your career, it'll be exciting to watch you. you. And Mm -hmm. congrats on your role and uh, exciting things coming for you, I think. So thanks again for being here. We appreciate you having us. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Thanks again, Jennifer and Alyssa for joining me and thanks uh, for listening. Uh, I hope you agree. That was an awesome conversation. I love to hear all of the unique things that Limestone is doing, especially, you know, being in their asset category. Sometimes we hear that credit unions that are smaller might not be as innovative or there's always these stereotypes, right? That everyone has to be big to serve a community or to have um, technology at a certain level. And, and Limestone, Stone breaks those uh, myths. Uh, you can just hearing all of the unique things that they're doing with ITMs and micro branches and instant card issue. And, and that's just scratching the surface. Uh, and what about the grind, right? Starting a business with a high school that was a fully functioning coffee shop, so successful to the point where they sold it. So that's just a, gr- a great story. And one of many that comes out of Limestone. Um, you can tell Jennifer's leadership style as a CEO is one that is totally focused on her team and developing her team and the culture there at the credit union, providing all of the opportunities for her team to get out and network, whether it be at the ACE or the CUNA GAC or around the country, um, being in the Crasher program or CUNA management school. I mean, really shedding light on how um, even a smaller credit union can provide such amazing opportunities for their team. And, and that's just so incredibly great to hear. And then Alyssa, right? Demonstrating what it means to take advantage of those opportunities and what it can do for your career. And as Alyssa advises young professionals, you know, not being afraid to ask questions and to ask to go to different events or to get out there outside of your bubble. So really great things coming from both of these fabulous women. I also love to hear that Jennifer is currently on the target to have 70% of her team as certified financial counselors, which I think is so awesome for that community up in the UP, especially as we were talking about with inflation and, and rates being what they are. Um, that That's such a perk for members up there to have these experienced and educated folks to give them that all, all important financial advice. Also love to hear about the great books that um, Jennifer and Alyssa are reading. Good to Great was one. Lean In is another. Um, congrats to the whole Limestone team on being able to serve the entire Upper Peninsula with your field of membership expansion. Very exciting. Limestone is definitely one to watch. I'm I'm anxious to see what is next for them. Uh, They have a lot going on now and I don't see that slowing down anytime soon. So another great pod coming your way. Thanks for those listening. And if you haven't already followed the podcast, make sure that you do so you get alerted when there's a new episode. But until then, um, have a great one and thanks again for being here.